0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover bank member FDIC.
1: Sorry to say, I I think it's a necessary evil. And I say that because I said that Mm -hmm. about Teresa, like what the hell you have to get a prenup. The problem is it's big girl business. It's a contract.
0: The Bellas are getting back. And we have a podcast. Part of that success is being open books. I think it would be amazing to do a comeback. It's so good, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this is so good. Like, I want to do this all the time now.
2: And now, coming to the mic, Nikki and Bree Bella. This is the Bellas Podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Well, hello, Nicole from Lake Tahoe. I know. I'm totally jealous. I know. I wish you were here. The weather is amazing, as usual. I miss sitting next to you. I know. It's an empty seat. I should have brought in a guest just for the intro. (laughs) Well, we have a guest on the episode today, which I'm super excited about. I mean, beyond fired up. I know we're talking about it a lot on our IG Live. On the bella's podcast last week but um you guys are really in for a treat with this interview it's just uh it's really amazing mm-hmm. but um nicole how are you feeling because last week you and i we were down for the count we were very sick i'm actually doing better yesterday was my first day like kind of out of bed and artem and i went and ran errands for the house so i'm really trying to get our house together he and i both so we did like really cute we went to downtown sonoma and went to a lot of like the cute house shops you know how i love that french antique spot oh i know it is so cute so we found some pieces there i actually meant to send you a photo of oh you need to we did home goods shopping and it was a lot of fun um, but yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm like tempted to see if I could put my body through a workout today. I might have to wait one more day. But yeah, how about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I've um, I've had more energy this past weekend. But as you could tell, I'm still nasally. Yeah, totally. Me a little bit. Like not as Brian's much as Brian's like it's crazy. He's like the last couple nights you've been snoring, and he's like oh, you never snore. Yeah. But he's like I can tell how congested you still are. So I still have it. I feel like our whole family. We're all at that like tell end. Yeah. And like, we all have our energy, but we all just still are snotty. So yeah. hopefully in the next couple of days that's done, but I don't know. I all boogie like free. I, I'm tired Wait. of it. I'm like, don't tell me Bottle Rock took that much out of me, but it's a nice, I've been super healthy and I feel like that has added to a lot, like just eating super clean yeah, hydrating like crazy. I haven't had a drink in a while. Like yesterday, Artem and I had lunch and we were getting oysters and he really wanted sparkling rosé. I had a sip and my body was like, Mm-mm. and he literally drank it for me because I was like, I just don't want alcohol. And I know you and I might be doing a dry June. Bottle Rock did me up. Yeah, the body's pretty amazing how it really like takes control of like what it needs and I'll let you know. Yeah, I agree. My night last night. Oh, Uh-oh, what happened? Well, you know, tail with this last bit of teething and I need to check to see if the molars are coming in. I thought they already did, but I might be wrong. But those, I know you laugh when I call them the fang teeth. I don't know. Yeah, their Cause their I think they're called names. like T9 or something. Yeah. Whatever or they're canine or something. canine or something. But anyways, so those teeth, they're taking so long to come in. They've started to break through, but I could tell he's in a lot of pain. But he's been so pro-mama, like mama everything. And I went in there and then I left. he cried cry hard. So I went back in because you know me. I just can't let him cry it out like that. And then Artem tried, but then he was like upset at Artem because he wanted me to be back in there. And then I walked in with Teo in my arms to have him in the bed and Artem was like, what the... Oh, yeah, because Arden does not like that. He does not like that. And he's like, dad, dad. And like, when I he <laughs> cuddled like, up on his like, back. Oh, and then he started to do like, yeah. So then Arden went downstairs on the couch, but then Mateo was still being wild. So I was like, I got to put him back in. And I'm just like, this has been, I feel like the past few nights. And I got to figure it out. I could just tell he's he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. When I get in the crib with him, because that's what I've been doing. he want, He's ready for bed. He's so happy. And he just wants me to hold him how do I not that's hold and, and that's when, you know, I feel like they're going through something like teething or if they're sick, because I, he's not like that all the time. So the times he does, Jeez. he is like that. He's needing just a lot of affection. That's what, how I feel. Birdie. I mean, you know, she's already like dramatic. Yeah. But the last couple of days, because she wasn't feeling the best, super emotional. You could like walk by her and maybe like skimmer a little harder than like, you know, yeah. than usual or something Give her a little tap. and just start crying and Be like, oh, You hurt my arm. You bumped into me a certain way, which then hit my arm a certain way, like oh. over the top. And like, she's sleeping great. Both my kids are sleeping so good up here, but Brian and I this morning, we're looking at each other and we're like, Whoa, like, is she not feeling good? Cause just super emotional over the littlest oh, wow. things. Yeah like buddy colored on her paper and like oh, yeah. big tears squirting out of her eyes. I was like, bird, it's took deep breaths. We, we always have to do that with bird, like breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. And she does it as like tears are squirting out of her eyes. And then now we do this thing. You're going to laugh. But when she gets really upset, the Mm -hmm. only thing that makes her laugh is if you say somebody pooped their pants. Really? So great. Do you guys always say me? No. I was watching the dishes last night and Birdie like tripped and fell or something. So screaming, crying. And then Brian's like deep breaths. And then he's like, okay, now imagine mommy pooping her pants. And then she starts laughing so hard Mm -hmm. because I don't know if this is normal for five-year-olds, but she's in a stage that all she talks about is poop. I'm not kidding. Really? Nicole, last night we told her to say, because you know how she likes to say prayers before dinner. Yeah. Grace. Last night she goes, Thank you, God, for pooping in your pants because you poop, 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 poop. And like she's dying laughing. Thank God Nana wasn't there. I know. On our walk this morning, I was talking about was somebody pooping their pants and she laughs. It's just
2: like
0: all the time now. I don't know. Maybe she's heard about this Johnny Depp trial. (laughs) <laughs> because I feel like every, well, everything I see is amber turd. I know. I've Poor never girl. seen so many poop jokes online. Maybe Birdie's secretly logging in. Just kidding. Oh, well, Bird would be in, dying laughing like, at all of them. So I don't know. Oh, and, you know, God. Brian said, he goes, you keep talking about poop. We're making you the poopy princess. And then she started crying. <laughs> I don't want to be a poopy princess. And then Brian's like, well, stop talking about poop. But I like talking about oh, poop. And I don't want to be the poopy princess. And I'm like, I'll be the poopy princess. Imagine birdie with hormones Girl, I'm in for it You are in in for it it. Dodo too, I feel like I feel like I'm going to be in for it with her Well, you know, it's funny Speaking of girls It just reminds me I was like talking to Artem Like, you know, having the baby fever And I know we kind of talked about this On our IG live um, On the Bellas podcast IG We kind of got in a big detailed conversation about it because I was like, you know, I do have baby fever, but I don't know is right now right. But like maybe do you want to try for a girl? And actually Artem was like, we need to wait. And he was oh. like, I prefer, you know, he's like just how our life is right now with work, but with Mateo and his age and, you know, the tension we give him. He's like, he said tell he was four. He prefers to wait a few years. And I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I'm good with that. But then it was weird how the tables kind of turned where I was like, I mean, I am good with that. But I'm like, boom you know, wait, he's wait. not begging for it. Yeah. I want I him know. to beg. No, I do not yes. want him to beg. I actually like that. He didn't two things. I think is like, there's a lot of parents who love their kids close in age and mm-hmm. they say it's amazing. Um, and then there's someone like me who waited till Bertie was, I don't know was pretty three and a half when buddy was born. Yeah. Great for us. Cause she that's, was at a, that's what Artem likes treatment. that Artem said. He likes the buddy birdie difference. Yeah. You guys will know, like if Artem's not feeling it right now, then you don't do it, right? No, and I and I agreed with him on all of those things. You've done it twice now. Like we're getting hit with, for the first time ever with the toddler stage, and and school's going to be starting soon. But like just to, you know, working through the tantrums and, you know, different things like that. And so I think Artem's like, you know, he is dancing with the stars coming up soon. So I think he thinks of like, he kind of made a comment, like, I don't want to leave and be dancing in LA and you're home pregnant with Mateo and like trying to do everything. And I was like, yeah, really good point. (laughs) Do you remember when I did that in the pandemic? (laughs) I know. Because Brian, because of the quarantine situation, he could never come back home and it is actually a lot. I mean, Birdie was so easy, though, honestly. that yeah, She was really easy. Yeah, that it, it actually was fine. But it is. Imagine tough. Like, doing it the always... other way with Buddy. Girl. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> about that. Brian and I always laugh. By the way, you would trip out on Buddy. I think yesterday when he woke up, I was like, you grew. Oh, I agree. Matteo as well. So fast. We were just talking about their feet and their hands. It's like, doesn't even look like it's proportion in their bodies. It's, I no, can't believe it. Buddies how big. are growing longer and wider. He has yeah. Brian's feet. Bertie's oh. feet have turned into mine. Yeah. I think buddies are going to be Brian's identical feet, but buddy, since we've been here in Tahoe, which has been what four days, I am mind blown. The colors he's knowing parts of the alphabet. He's putting three words now together. Just everything about him. I just was like yesterday, like, wow, this all just happened in the last four days. Yeah, it's he's wow. growing like a weed. But Brian, I said, if there, if he was a twin. I mean, oh, wow. I don't even know how Could you we imagine. Live. I know no. <laughs> he's too wild and all over the place and Aww. just a busy boy, which I love. Yeah. But I love that. There's one, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Goodness I gracious. They're all growing. I mean, I introduced Mateo to chocolate milk the other day. It's just like the growth is unreal. And I think I've made Mateo a 1000% chocolate lover. I think you have too. Is that bad? Is it bad? I feel like I'll see him pick up dirt and eat it because he thinks it's like a chocolate on the ground or something. Oh, my God. he, sometimes he like reminds the chocolate me of French- Brie. Obsessed. Yeah. He doesn't The one thing with Mateo, he doesn't drink fast and he doesn't drink a lot. But he was like, oh, let me sit in my wagon and enjoy my chocolate milk. He did not want us oh, taking wow. it from him. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing I draw the line at because I don't mind like little sweets here and there, but I just do water for the kids because I'm like, Okay when they get older they can make the decisions for other things um even when people try to hand burden apple juice she hates it i'm like water's just so good for you and the one thing i can control that they don't need to know other things like baked goods and all that it's right. i feel like out of my control at times when we're at different parties or whatever yeah i feel like buddy would down chocolate milk too oh i down chocolate milk Remember mix yeah, I I'm was not, I don't like chocolate milk. I think it tastes weird. Really? How do how does chocolate milk taste weird? You loved Ovaltine. Ew, no I did not. Did yes, I? Yes you did. Really? I remember you always drank Ovaltine. I feel like I always squeeze that? no. That's what everyone else is drinking but I feel like I always squeezed the Hershey's chocolate in and did the stirring. Was that? that was my okay. thing. Someone liked Ovaltine in our family. I Someone did who. drink, probably mom. I don't know. Isn't Ovaltine like well, the healthy chocolate milk? Yeah, that's why I thought you liked it. Is that even but, still um, around? I'm pretty sure, I would think. I mean, there's so many, I feel like now brands that do chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember always when we'd go to the donut shop, I'd always have to get like the little cartons of chocolate milk. Yeah. It's so bizarre. my baby boy. He's just like me. What can I say? He is a lot like you, which is pretty hilarious. And there's a lot of like, the way he smiles and sort Aww, of that he's so, so cute. You know, I'm so obsessed with him. It's like just hard to do anything else in the day. Like even go work out because I just want to hang out with him. And then when he's napping is when I get work done, when he wakes up, like I just want to be with him. And then when he goes to sleep, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. And I I'm mean, like, is this healthy? Not, yeah. That's, <laughs> but, no, I I that's great. But I also know he's getting out of this stage. Like soon he's going to be in school and I'm like, Oh man, I miss him. But I yeah, know that well, that's you know what's when, funny is you're going to laugh at this, but Brian and I were watching, I don't know, was it second or third episode of Hacks? And just oh my God, you I it, you know. binged, yeah. But when she talks about her dad, because she's starting to scatter his ashes in every state she visits, but how he never saw anything because he was a workaholic. So like you got to take what you're doing and like you you're spending time with your kid and cramming work into a certain hour. But like, I think that's better than giving a whole day to work and one hour to your kid. Right. I think what you're doing is a beautiful thing. And when you really look at life, what it's meant to be and supposed to be, I think family comes first. I I, I just love that you're doing that. And Mateo, like Brian and I this morning, we both could have like had a really hardcore workout, all this like blah, blah, blah for ourselves. but said, we're like, no, let's go on like, an adventure walk with the kids, like something yeah. really long. And that takes, that's what Artem and I did. And now, you know, Brian's taking a nap here. I'm doing this. And then he and I will work out after. And, but like, we got the whole first half of the day with them. And that's like a special thing. So we're lucky. we're I actually so get to do agree. That. I know you we know? are lucky. I definitely agree with you. Let's talk about some fun stuff that we have coming up. I know we have like some three major big things. Yeah. Well, one that's coming up the closest. You and I get to be some grand marshals at the Heck Sonoma yeah. Nascar Race. That's right. This Sunday at the Toyota Save Mart 350 at the Sonoma Raceway. Which I can't wait. I'm like already planning to plan my outfit, which you need to help me because I you will cash chic. Well, I mean, I got a racing girl costume. No, you didn't. You did. not I know. No, but that would have been oh awesome. Oh my gosh. Nicole. Hey, n- Nicole, 10 years ago would have totally showed up in that. Nicole, now, no way. I will give you $500 no. if you wear. It okay. would be amazing, but no. But I am definitely probably going to be wearing some shiny pleathers, so watch out. Yeah, but is it going to be hot? You're going to sweat, girl. Good. It's it's going to be worth burning them those calories. calories. Yeah. Good. Drink them and I'll sweat right out. Yeah. Well, you know what's really cool, too, is because Blake, he's been, Blake Shelton's been doing the Grand Marshals. I've seen I on his that. Instagram. Yeah. A few times. So it's going to be like really fun to do it. This weekend, especially in Sonoma. And by the way, when Artem and I were having our own Sister Sunday yesterday, oh, they had shit. one of the NASCARs on display in downtown Sonoma. Right now, you could go drive in the town square and go see an actual NASCAR um, in person because they're promoting for this Sunday. So I'm like, heck yeah, Brianna the Grant Marshals. I actually should have took a photo by it. Maybe I'll yeah. get back. Yeah, super fired up. Every time you and I go to, whether it's NASCAR, Indy, any of these races, we have so much fun. And then what are we doing after? We're celebrating Artem's 40th birthday. How crazy. He's going to be 40. That's a big birthday. That is. I'm excited for that. I've been planning his birthday party, which you obviously are attending. I already included you in the RSVP, but I think he's really going to like it. I'm doing something really big and fun at one of his favorite restaurants. They have this like historic little building attached and so fully rented it out for him. I already got 14 RSVPs and it's just, we're going to make it real special for him. right now. We're doing the menus. Wait. Yeah, actually. And then right after this, I'm going to go start to design his birthday cake. I was like thinking like, do I do star Wars birthday cake? Or is he going to be like, geez, like all you do yeah, is I mean, star I Wars stuff. Just do something like handsome. Yeah. Cause then I was like, do I do something with dancing? And then is that corny? No. It's like, he's not his 10th birthday. So. I just feel like the venue you got, don't do anything super cheese. Okay. Like, just, so do cute. Nice. Okay. then I'll do something nice. There's like an amazing too. place in downtown Napa. So okay. I'm going to go on there and hit it up. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. I already got a bunch of birthday stuff for Artem as well as father's day stuff. Okay. Well, let's talk about other things we have coming up. So for me, Um, You all have to tune in June 25th because I'm in the Slime Cup. So it's going to be on Nickelodeon. It's so fun. So awesome. You have to tune in to find the result. Well, and I mean, sorry, but my team is so badass. It's like crazy. Justin Thomas, he was so awesome. By the way, we need to bring, we should bring Justin on for an interview Wednesday before the Slime Cup because he's such a great guy. Oh my gosh. I had so much fun with him and the other golfers. And then Isaiah Cruz. So Terry Cruz's son, because Terry and I were there. Yeah, we were doing like an AGT extreme promotion, but we were mainly our route was going against Terry. So like their dad and son Bicker was like so cute and awesome. Definitely tune into that Slime Cup, Nickelodeon Slime Cup, June 25th. And then Brie, now we finally get to talk about it. Our A&E documentary. That's right. Yeah, I'm super excited. You know, when they asked to like do a documentary on us, like you sometimes think to yourself, like, gosh, I have a memoir out. I've been on reality television. We have a podcast, like a YouTube channel. You're like, what else can you talk about? But then like when they broke it down to us, what WWE and A&E want to showcase, I was like, you know what? That side of us hasn't been shown. So I'm really excited for people to tune in and gosh, we're with a great amazing legends undertaker this season is amazing the season that we're on also the undertaker will be on there goldberg lex luger edge kurt angle ray mysterio and d generation x i mean iconic 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 it is a massively iconic season just like when we were inducting the WWE hall of fame i mean absolutely incredible all this talent just icons All these men, Brie, we're amongst a lot of amazing men. I like it. It's been the story of our lives, but (laughs) I love it. So I'm excited for everyone to watch. It's actually, it's fun that you get this this summer. There's a little parts that I got really emotional. So I'm going to be, it's like when you live like back in reality, right? When we know those emotional parts are coming up and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see myself go through that again, but that's okay. So we're going to have some laughs and tears and inspiration. You it. know what? Speaking of inspiration, we got to bring on like the boss herself. Yeah. I mean, she is honestly an icon. She's so many things entrepreneur, reality star, mom, New York Times bestselling author. The list goes on and on and on. And she just won at the MTV Movie and TV Awards Unscripted, the reality royalty award. So Paris actually, Paris Hilton presented her with it. Oh. When you've been a reality star and have given your life to win that award, hopefully one year, Brie, you and I can win that. But that's like just saying like, Hey, you are the top of the top of the reality people. Yeah. So it's just such an honor to have her. Yeah. And saying, thank you for like, not bullshitting all of us and just showing who you really 100. are. And that's what I'm ready for this interview to have no bullshit to ask her so many amazing questions. I wrote down so many, cause I'm like, just so interested about business and just so much is going on in our life and what I know the listeners are going to want to hear as well. Yes. All right. Well, I say we take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk to Bethany Frankel. Let's do it. Sabor By Texas Pete Adds authentic Mexican flavor Yum And their dust dry seasoning Matches the flavor Of the original hot sauce In a flavorful dry rub Mm, It's just making my mouth water Thinking about it I mean I'm always reaching For the Texas Pete I think we put it on Our breakfast, lunch, and dinner We really do We actually even sneak hot sauce In our purses So if restaurants don't have hot sauce We put it on Texas Pete goes with me Everywhere I go Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products, as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home, no frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, Mm -hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, All right, everyone, we are so excited to have this incredibly smart woman on our podcast. She's a best-selling author, producer, self-made businesswoman, TV star, and philanthropist. And she has a new book out that is called Business is Personal, The Truth About What It Takes to Be Successful While Staying True to Yourself. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. Please welcome the one and only Bethany Frankel.
1: How's it going?
0: So Bethany and I, I think we met very quickly at Watch What Happens Live years ago. You were on there and I can't remember the guy's name that you were on there with.
1: Was he a designer?
0: I think so.
1: It was a designer or it was one of the, like a comedian from one of the shows. I've I've been on so many times, but I can't remember that many men. And he called me
0: um, out for being drunk at one point, but you stuck up for me. So I was like, (laughs) thank you. Oh, nice.
1: That's so nice. Wow. This is exciting. You guys have had such an incredible success.
0: Oh, um, well, you have, Brie and I were so excited that you said yes to this. Cause yeah. we are like, we want to pick her brain so much and ask her so much advice. Like we were on the, um, on our flight yesterday, coming from Orlando, we had to go do a W2B appearance and we were literally just sitting there for so long. Like, okay, but we should ask her this. And like, oh, I would just love to know her advice on this. Oh, so. Wow. We're, we're yeah. like, this is going to be
1: like our life mm-hmm. coach session. I mean, we're don't like, you think Brie you guys knows? have done well? Like it's, it's a pretty good run you have going now. No, totally. Like we feel like we've totally have built our
0: brand well, but when it comes with where we see ourselves at being successful and Brie and I always feel like we always go back to and this is where we want to get your advice. And I know you're going to ask is sometimes we feel like we're too nice and that's actually has failed us in business or where we've lost things or should have had more. We're too nice and we still are too nice
1: Oh my and it's god. It's weird for
0: girls that body slam people, right? <laughs> that is weird for
1: girls that body slam people, but it's I mean, I it's nice to be nice. I I envy being, I mean, I wish I was nicer in a way. But yeah, the, the thing is that sometimes, you know, people always talk about if women are direct and forceful, that people say that if women are direct or sh- straightforward, that they're being bitchy and that men aren't given that same label. And I rarely think about men versus women because I was never, I was like you, I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a man's world and I've, I've mm-hmm. been successful in a man's world and I've never really thought about that because then it would be a hindrance. But it's been coming up a lot lately. I never really realized what mansplaining was. I've heard the term in the background, but I never really understood what it was. And now I've gone back and thought about the couple of times that it's happened to me. And because it's happened recently, I'm like, oh, that's what that was, where men want to be in like a superior position. They sort of talk Mm -hmm. to you in business as if like they're the authority or they're they're the senior supervisor. You're on just like you're just down here a little, but it's not really said and has nothing to do with money or who's more successful. You have to be tougher than you think, but it doesn't mean you're Mm. not being nice. You just have to be straightforward and fair. Like I had a situation recently with someone that I'm working with. And they called me a drama queen with before anything had happened. Like just said, Oh, Hey, what's up drama queen. And I said, there's no reason that you could ever speak to me that way. And we're going to lay this out right now. We're we're, we're equals. We're equals. And that can be tough and scary because most women aren't like that, but I'm very fair, but I'm tough. You have to be, you can't be in the business you guys are in and at the level of success you're in without doing that. And not just you, everybody. People right. have to just be straightforward and say something that they're thinking when, it, when you're up to the plate. Because I've had, I've had, a, I've had people work for, go work for me that are from Ivy League schools, MBAs. And when we get up to the plate, I'm always the one who has to be the bad guy. They just can't say it. They can't right. say it in that way that it needs to be said. No. What would
0: and- you say to like young entrepreneurs who are looking for investors, like, is there a certain checklist you need when you're finding them, interviewing them? Like, do you go with that first one that you feel like gives you hope and faith and, and they act like they believe in what you believe in, or do you really got to kind of interview a couple different ones and like really see your options?
1: Well, first of all, most young entrepreneurs won't have the leverage to get investors, but if it means even on a small level or it's at your, you know, family church or to get some people to put some money in, you know, you have to be the jockey that they want on their horse effectively. And they're investing in you. The idea is one thing. And I literally had a radio host this morning telling me about their great idea. And it was a great idea, but I couldn't care less because I don't understand who, what the execution of it is. Like the idea is like one tiny thing of it. So if you have investors, they're your keepers. Now Mm -hmm. they are the drivers you have, you are, you know, it's, it's going from one boss to another. Sometimes if I sold my company and I sold a piece of it, I have a new boss. I'm my own boss. I'm shackled to one thing. Your business, you know, very often is being shackled to someone or something beholden to someone. So when you're looking for the investors, it needs to be who you're going to have the best dynamic with and who sees the road the same way that you do and has a similar vision as you do, because it goes wrong in many cases and in, in the best of businesses and I had no choice. I, my first invest, my first investor was a partner for skinny girl, but that was the only person who liked my idea and who understood it. And I didn't even know what I didn't know. So I like had a non-lawyer contract and just did it. And mm. I got lucky because we we're 50, 50 and he was a fair guy and he was fair to the end. And we still have a good relationship, but knowing what I know now, you know, I would be I guess I would do more research, but you can also get caught in the weeds of that, that stuff. You have to balance, like, let's get going already. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck in the plan and we're never getting in the car with let's have, do some research and understand. But I would say the, res- the thing I've run into the most in businesses, because I want people to learn from this, is... People make a lot of promises and things are guarantees and in the contract. And these are all like promises in a relationship. Like we're going to be great and we're going to be in love and it's going to have sex Mm -hmm. five times a day and it's going to (laughs) be, right? And then the reality comes in. Same thing with business. So the promises they give you in a contract don't mean anything. What do they really have to back it up? What are their finances? Can they really handle investing in this when the shit hits the fan? And this is at all levels. This is if someone's giving you a thousand or a million. So I think that it's important to look at it From that perspective, because the biggest problems I've had were being, we're getting into partnerships with non-financially sound partners or people who couldn't back up what they said they would do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you know where I kind of get confused sometimes in business is how much money you feel you should back like your idea, your company, because there's times I'll see these successful businesses and they're like, well, we started with like $40 million. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's a lot to make all your dreams come true. And then what about these other ones that I see? Like this shampoo conditioner called seed out of Pennsylvania. They were two little, you know, married couple farmers who had a dream. So then you see like, not a lot of money. Yeah. Like what's kind of like your vision on that. Do you think you can make magic happen with $10,000 or really you need to kind of have big money to really um, make things go?
1: I definitely do not. Cause that's having, that's being behold. And that scares me. I've never gone that route. So let's just talk about my own route, which is all that I know. And it's that when I had my peshmina company and when I had my wheat, egg and dairy-free baked goods company, I just got in the car as I tell everybody to do and just was, it would be like going to the mall with no plan for what you wanted to buy and just started spending money. And then you come home and you don't know what the hell you have and what the hell you spent. That was how I did my baked goods business. And it didn't work out. I didn't, it doesn't mean you have to have a business plan, but I didn't like write down, I'm only going to spend this much ever. And this is how it's going to go. And really you have to cushion that obviously because you'll spend more, but it was just like spend as you go because I thought it was a good idea and I chased the idea and that's not the way to go. I didn't formally borrow money. Some people helped me out, meaning like, oh, I had to pay for this thing or I had to pay for that wrapping or that ingredients, but I never like took a loan. You could do that, but it really needs to be a number that you really are going to be able to pay back somehow. Bartending, uh, whatever it is, you you can't just have some loan that's like fiction because your idea is going to work. That will suffocate you you know Mark Cuban and I were talking about this we believe like you got to get to go to work to make the money that you're going to need for this business later you could take investors once it's successful but for me I don't believe in that for you too who are already successful and already mm-hmm. have a name and already have a brand there will be startups that will come to you that are interesting and those are like better than a gamble, meaning you should put some money in just so the people feel that you're invested. You should put a lot of sweat equity and you really shouldn't be putting a lot of money in. It should be a token just to say, even you put money in because your value is, is the value, but you should invest in businesses that your name and likeness and who you are could actually help your voice. This platform could actually help. Other than that, I don't think that you two should be spending money really at all on business. I mean, your infrastructure, your employees, your, you know, investing in equipment you need and things like that. Yes. But I do not think that you should be going out and investing a lot of money in this business of yours.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, Brie and I have always felt that. And sometimes what we've realized is, and I don't know if you've realized this, but when you have these platforms and then you become a part of these companies, they feel like they can skip out on the marketing budget. Cause they're like, well, look at their Instagram. My like God. they have these followers and oh my God. that's like been our biggest issue of where I'm like, no, we still have to invest in marketing because it just isn't about our followers. There's an algorithm. We have a worldwide fan base. Some of our products don't even ship to these countries. So we got to target this. We got to do the research. And that's probably been one of our right. Biggest challenges. Of, Same. Yeah. Right.
1: I literally—it's remember Kathy Griffin had that show My Life on the D List. It's yeah. all, with all my all my partners. They spend zero on not zero. Some of them spend more than others, like on their own digital marketing. But I st- implemented very recently sending my partners an email on Mondays saying, and this is what you're talking about as a pipe dream. They don't even spend money on marketing. I, this is my wild, brilliant idea. That's literally from the dark ages that we would send an email <laughs> on Monday and say, Hey everyone, I know we all for a decade have been relying on Bethany to promote all of this but it's really better if you give us assets that we can use for her to promote. Like even mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and, and crickets because a lot of these partners they do business the way that they do business. It works. They're making some money. They're not you. It's not their business. This isn't the only thing that they're doing. They have multiple products. So this isn't the number one most important thing to them. So like it's adding to their bottom line and it's a good residual money, just like it is for you. But- if they're partners and if it's licensing deals you're talking about, they just like the combination of the bunch of licensing deals they have with other people to make the group amount of money. They don't, this isn't their number one ride or die thing. Right. So right. if you have something that you two want to f- wholly have, then, then you could, well, you could find an investor. They could take, let's say half of it and it could be half yours. And then they should put in the money and they should build in a marketing budget and then they would care more. But if you're talking about licensing deals with these other companies that make other things, whether it's, you know, clothes and glasses and food and these people just, it's a good business for them. It's going to make them a residual income. They're not going to put their back into it spending. That's just not what that model is like. So is some of that sounding right. familiar? Oh yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's what great I, to hear. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, they almost feel like that's your
0: job. That's like the work you're bringing to the company is promoting. Well, but, then, but when I read your Forbes article with um, Women of Forbes, something you said in there I loved is like, you know, like you brought up Fashion Week and the person on the red carpet standing there. It's like they're not just standing there and that's easy work. It's no. all the hours there that took to that brand. Like they're oh standing God. there for a reason. Right. And sometimes I think companies forget that. Like our brand wasn't just happened overnight. It was easy. No, it took over a decade of wrestling five nights a week all over the world. No breaks holidays we never got any of that it was years and years and years of creating this but they always kind of feel like well your job like the work you have to do
1: yeah this is also you're talking to one audience not everybody knows exactly not everyone knows who you are they they have to tap into another audience like you have these people you could tell these people on social media to buy it they're gonna buy it they're gonna like it they're into it where are all the other people that you're not talking to you want to know those people and they need to help you with that and yeah I was referring to Let's take the Kardashians right now in Italy, right? I was right? just like, gonna say that, yeah. Like that, they love this. This is what they do, this is what it is. But like getting dressed for, to get ice cream for Kim Kardashian would, would be, would exhaust me for three weeks. It's just, <laughs> God, that would exhaust, I'd be in a coma. Like, it's just not my, you know, I, I went, there were other housewives that Watch What Happens Live recently and I showed up and they had six dresses and a diamond purse. I show up with one outfit, that's all I have. If it doesn't work too bad, it, fa- it, it is what it is, you know, an hour and 15 minutes of makeup, like or and hair. And that's it. Like, I don't have the bandwidth for what it takes to do a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But those people that get on, you know, when you get on a red carpet, I'm going to the MTV awards. I- I'll be institutionalized afterwards. Yeah. I have to do an outfit for me, for my daughter. I have to pick what I'm going to like do. I have no time for like caring about styling or jewelry. It's just like buy something online mm-hmm. and keep it moving. Yeah. So um, you guys being you takes a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and I feel like you're so speaking Brina's language because even when I just came back from the upfronts, I was like, should I have cared more? Should I have dieted before I went on the red <laughs> right? carpet? Should I have gotten a stylist Like dying. Yeah, because yeah. you'll see other people and I'm like, oh shoot, should I got my roots dyed and maybe a little bit more of a trim? Oh like, my god. Just, I'm me. exhausted going in and I'm like, just look decent, look well, good, and then speak well on stage. <laughs>
1: I love it. Okay. So, so I, so I'm going to the MTV awards. I look through my closet. Cause I always shop my own closet. I only wear stuff I have. So I, I went through everything. I don't really have anything and it's not summary. And I'm like, I think I need to take this one a little to the next level. Like, so I call my friend who runs Oscar de la Renta. He sends me pictures first dress shows it up, put it on. Okay. We'll go with that one. Tell my assistant buy these shoes online. jewelry. Who can-? I have no time. And like, am I supposed to get into fighting shape? Like, you guys are in great. Like, I don't work out. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Going on like like the master cleanse now or something, and my skin's (laughs) gonna glow and go see a special facialist? I'm the same. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, I just I'm gonna show up and pray for the best. Yeah. Oh my god. And then
0: so then I ask myself because we're the exact same, and then I'm like, am I missing something? Would I be at another level if I did these things going in because that's what people now want from me because i feel like now there's a certain level on instagram of like you know what do you prep going into it like we were getting our makeup done the other day and the makeup artist was like yeah you know people really love you know the instagram models that do the work and i was like oh do the work like what do you mean he's like you know they take their photo shoots they do like one day a month they make sure they get their content they have a color scheme. Yeah, they have all this stuff. And I was oh like, oh my
1: God, really?
0: Should I be doing that? But like, but I mean, a and you know, yeah, a career and we have kids and it's like, when I'm doing my career, I want to be hands-on with my son. And no, I'm like, should I... should I be caring about this stuff? Like, do I need a aesthetic on my Instagram?
1: No. Oh, right. a cult. No, yeah, the great question. Should I be going all
0: pink? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, the thing is you would have to commit to that. And that would be the yeah. only thing that you do. You can't fit 50 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Mm-hmm. You cannot be having sex, having, uh, you know, eating well, socializing, being a good parent, being a good business person. It can't all be happening and being in good shape. I choose prioritizing sleep, my fiance, my daughter, my career. I, I can't, I can't, Yeah. I can't. Right. I just, cause if you're going to be, producing your own life and shooting what your own life is supposed to be. It's going to be insufferable from the people around you and the relationships are going to suffer. You know, yeah. I couldn't sustain a life like, like a Kardashian and be in a relationship and be the kind of parent I am. I, I, I couldn't because something would suffer. You're, there's only, there are only 24 hours a day. Like you can't yeah. be at all and you have to make choices. So would I love it if they're just, if a color scheme majestically appeared on my Instagram, <laughs> I guess, and if and if if I took more time into it, but isn't that also, who are you? Is that right. authentically who you are? Authentically who I am is saying like, I don't believe in the filters. I don't believe in the fake. Yep. I don't believe mm-hmm. in the bad messaging for young people. So I can't then go utilize that, even though I'm going against the tie because everyone's doing that. So I think you have to find where you can authentically communicate.
0: Yeah, I love our spirit animal. I was just going to say that. We're exactly (laughs)
1: like you. We
0: feel exactly like you. So speaking of your fiance and like being so busy, are you
1: guys, are you going to get married? Are you guys wedding planning? We're not wedding planning. And the truth is, I feel like we are married and we are partners. And the more I hear people talk about prenups and to, you know, oh, I know. someone said the other day, they're going to maybe put, they want to do like, I think it's like a commitment ring or something. Is it like a ring that's not being married? Yeah. Like, like I, I, what does marriage really mean? And what was the original intent? A lot of people did it because they were going to have kids mm-hmm. or because of faith or because it needs to be legal for financial reasons. Someone wants to be taken care of and protected. Yeah. Um, for me, we have a great relationship and I w- went through a 10 year experience in getting divorced. And mm-hmm. we're both happy. I don't want to get into the wrong. I don't, again, I didn't announce my engagement. It, it's not like a produced thing. And I yeah. don't want my wedding to become like a produced thing, if that makes any sense. Like oh, for sure. Uh, what is does Reality everybody want? Stars,
0: right?
1: <laughs> Yeah. Not even on TV. I just mean also like what is, what do they want? What, what do your parents want? What do my parents want? What do your kids want? What do my kids want? What do we want? What do they want? What's a prenup? Like, it sounds like a business. It sounds yeah. like doing a deal. Like totally. you don't just walk out the door and just commit to each other. We did that. So that's why sometimes I wonder about all of the legality and the contracts and what you go through to actually get married at this age. Oh, right, it sounds like chaos.
0: I feel I've never been, well, I kind of been married. I mean, I did it when I was super young in Vegas, but it didn't really count. I mean, you were wearing, (laughs) Uh, well, yeah. None of you knew, but it was high school boyfriend. (laughs) He was going to war and pretty much. Wow. It's like, he wouldn't have to go and that didn't happen. He still went. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) But I know. What do you have to say? You had something to say about that. Well, it was, what was it? 2004, was it?
0: Yeah. Cause it was, it was during the Afghanistan. No, I, I was 18. Oh, to the 92. Two. It was all wrong. The relationship was all wrong in the beginning. All right. Right. And the yeah. fact she did it, it was all very, but wrong. so I've never done the wedding thing. I've never done okay. any of that. And I've been engaged now. I think we've been engaged for two years. We have a son and we're, we're wedding planning, but that's been the crazy thing is. And I feel like, because I've kind of run before from a wedding And it it was the business thing that started to get to me and the pressure and just feeling like this doesn't feel like It took away love too, like your happiness. Like I did, I became miserable. And like my last one, it just took all the happiness away. But if Artem and I get married, like I would do a prenup, but like, I feel like I'd have to do a prenup. You know, and now that's- Thing to deal with, and we already have a son. He's almost two, but now I'm gonna have to go to Artem and be like, we have to talk about a prenup. Like, and I kind of already
1: mentioned him. Like, what's yours is yours, and mine is mine, right? Like, we're we're cool, and he's like, yeah. So, well, here's the thing. Okay, so I'm glad we're talking about this now. So, here's the thing. Doesn't matter who has what. It means you're getting into. A new, I negotiate all day. Literally, I just closed the deal last night for a new TV show. It was gnarly. All the technicalities. Stuff comes up that you didn't think about. Then there are carve outs and what do you want? And what are you going to settle on? That's a negotiation. That's what it's like negotiating a prenup. And I, am, I find it to be, sorry to say, I, I think it's a necessary evil. And I say that because I said that about mm. Teresa, like what the hell you have to get a prenup. But I think it's also a poison injected into a relationship. If it's not like everybody, everybody's going to want something and then you're like, ew, why do you want that? And why did you say that? And why did you tell your lawyer that? And you get into these fights yes. about it And it's not cute and it's not pretty Mm. and it's necessary. So that's kind of what I'm talking about also. Like wedding logistics and planning and what everybody wants and you always want to fight for what you want and you don't want it this way and you want it private, but the other person wants it this way or you don't want to go there or this one's family lives near here. Like you get into all this shit and I I don't choose to have any strife in my life these days. So maybe that's why, and I understand where you're coming from, try to make it the path of least resistance. It sucks. You have to do it.
0: It's so I true. Yeah, no, you have to
1: do it. No, Yeah.
0: Way. And I agree. Cause what I learned last time is I was so for the prenup and how it all was, but then what got in my head, I was telling Brie was other people saying things like, oh, you're getting nothing. You're getting this. Like,
1: yes. and, you know, my lawyer
0: at the time, I had a female lawyer. She walked out. She was, I won't represent you anymore because what you're settling on you can like be on the streets when you're older, what you're signing. Oh like, my God. And I just was like, but I'm in love.
1: Who cares? Like it's fine. I can't, cause no. Okay. So this is a great topic because I was doing a prenup and I you just wanted the, the noise to go away. It happened yeah. with a, with a custody agreement too. It's like, ah, I don't want to hear it anymore. I just like, a, okay. Just say you, you get deal fatigue. And that's what, that's what deal fatigue is called. Like you just want it to be over and you want to like yep. put the earmuffs on. The problem is it's big girl business, it's a contract. And my lawyer back then was saying, you are signing a sh- like a, ter- this is not a good prenup. Like you should not be yeah. signing this, but I wanted the lamps to stop screaming. And mm-hmm. so I'm saying to you, it gets uncomfortable because you, you're negotiating and you have, to, you have to do it like a big girl, yeah. you know? Like, like, like when you said you're too nice,
0: yeah. you
1: can't be too nice in any negotiation. You can't. Yeah. You have um, to because you just anything can happen in a courtroom. Sorry, because I don't mean to be negative. Anything can happen in a relationship in a courtroom, and everything's good when it's good. And when it's not good, it's really bad. So yeah. you have to protect well, yourself.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And what's interesting is when my husband and I got married, which was like nine years ago, he and I were both at the same financial level. And like, so we never did a prenup, we didn't do anything. We're like, we got married and we just signed and like, I mean, everything was just, you know, quick, quick and how it was, but I think we'd never thought about that because of what we had at the time. So it's interesting because I wonder people out there, like, even if you're in Brian in our situation, should
1: we have signed something? I mean, I'm not going to make you feel bad about what happened in the past, but everybody's just be signing <laughs> oh. some, some level of a prenup because okay. I got married and 10 months and right afterwards I hit the ticket came in, the golden ticket came in and, you know, that changed everything. So people don't want to end because more importantly than just it being about money, people can then, there can be resentments in a relationship, anxiety in a relationship. Wait a second. You don't work. I'm working like a dog and now have, you know, I know friends who've been married for 30 years that one of them's made most of the money and they're still aware that if anything happened, like it's 50, 50. I mean, money's tricky. It's a big, it's a big relationship discussion and it needs to be addressed. And it's that's that's why, back to the answer to the question, I don't love negotiations being in matters of the heart. So if you're a woman who can create your own living and be independent and you don't need a man to take care of you, you're not going to be sitting there waiting for what someone's going to give you and carve out for you. It's like a whole complicated thing.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's so true. And I've heard of people who still like will do weddings and they call it commitment ceremonies. And it's like no one knows that there's no well, wedding the license Right. Yeah. Well, the ring, but people also are doing like ceremonies. Like oh. they could be full on weddings, but Smart. you don't realize, yeah. yeah.
1: That's and not legal. I,
0: yeah. And with divorce rates so high sometimes, I feel like that is the way at times to go because things ah. change all the time now, especially in this world. I mean, what we've learned even in the past few years, people change quick, the world changes quick you know, we're grateful for every day we wake up. And so
1: that's interesting. Yeah. That is a smart thing. Cause it's no one's business, right? No one business needs to know. of your relationship. And if you're, I do think, yeah, I think the legality to me seems not necessary, but the standing in front of people and witnesses and and making a commitment, it does mean, does mean something that's interesting. And I wonder, do you think if you were actually legally married, that there would be a different dynamic in your relationship? Like, a way that your husband would act that was differently or have different expectations of you or something like that?
0: Gosh, I don't think so. But then it's like, once they know, like, yep, got her. (laughs) And I know Artem isn't like, that's why I love him to death. And that's what's great about finding love later in life. Like, you know, going to be 39 in November and he's going to be 40. And so it's like, we both are already set in our ways and we like each other's ways. So we know that we can you know, be with each other for the rest of our life and enjoy it. Netflix and chill, and have wine, and we enjoy each other. And that's nice. Our sex is great, so it's all a plus. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm very lucky, like very lucky. like a ballroom dancer, yeah. So, um, but it is crazy because I do hear that from some people that all of a sudden someone changes, like once they know that they have that person locked in. I mean, yes, I've I feel like we're too. all watching a very public trial right now where I'm like, I feel like things changed when she locked him in. That, I don't know.
1: That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Oh my
0: god. Well, Bethany, if there was like one thing, like another business that you could be a part of, what would that be?
1: Oh, if there was another business that I could be a part of, I would I'm not going to do it because it would be too too much time consuming, but I would like to um have I'd be able to do a healthy cafe very, very well. Like, I just don't mm. think the, the recipes are good enough, the soups, like I think I could do a really wonderful, healthy cafe, like a, a great place to get food because I think there's a lot missing there. Um, yeah. And I'd go back to my Bethany Bakes, wheat, egg, and dairy-free baked goods. I think there's 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 a lot missing there, but basically if it's something I really wanted to do it, I think I would be doing it. I'm kind of doing the things that I want to do. And in businesses personal, I talk about non-traditional success and the world's been shaken upside down Mm -hmm. and that's positive because that's when opportunities arise and you don't have to have gone to business school. You don't have to know how to read a contract or have an MBA or have a business plan. If you really, really work hard and you get on the road and you make your mistakes and you just layer this thing you can be successful and it's accessible to everyone. So I like that I've, I'm on the other side. I've seen it. I've done it. I've, I've, but what I've done, it's not about the best idea. I've just gone for it. I've gone for it. I've fallen down. I've gotten back up. So I, I, but now I choose to do only what I really love to do and, and walked away from millions of dollars on the housewives and just want to do things that I actually want to do that, really do stick with my personal cultural mandate, mantra, brand, like what's important to me. Keep myself from a place of integrity. Oh, amen I to love that. that. I cannot
0: wait to read your book. We I know. have it on the way. I, so I feel yeah. like I'm going to learn a lot. I've already learned a lot just in this conversation. So. Yeah, for Thank sure. for nice. the enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we ordered your book yesterday. So, Business is Personal. And we are so excited to read it because Nicole and I said, we were like, we feel like Bethany is going to be like our new business mentor. I right. love this. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's, great, so, you know,
1: it's great. for you. It's great for kids getting out of college. It's great for anyone who wants to go f- move forward in a career. You'll like it. There are just like a lot of stupid stories that, you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Just dumb. Like right before going on HSN, five minutes before article that day in Women's Wear Daily, I decide I'm not selling the swimsuits because they're garbage. Like think about, you know, the oh money. My gosh, I have goosebumps. I got like I'm not, and I'm on the phone with head of HSN. I'm on the phone with my managers. I'm on the phone. I'm like I'm not selling them. Everybody that works for me has put these bathing suits on. They look like I can't do it to the people. Yeah. I mean, and then they're like, we'll sell them to discount stores. I go, people go to discount. Like it's a wash. I'll take the hit. I'll take the money hit. And now the good ones are out a year later for the new partner and they're amazing. And wow. like, that's not a failure. That's a success. No. It's, like a, it's a full circle thing. So people starting out, it's a, it's a tool book, a handbook to just like use on your path to success, whatever that may be. So you two will actually really like it. You'll, you'll like the stories because it'll remind you of a lot of the stuff that you're going through yeah. in business and you're you know, over a decade behind me in age. So you definitely have a lot under your belt coming.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's actually interesting because we are looking under your belt a
1: little bit of WWF, you know, under those tragic belts. Yeah, it was unintentional. Sorry, that was 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 good. good. good.
2: (laughs) BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022.
0: You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Bree, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic, beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Warning things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes. Or a maple donut, and (laughs) in our eyes, usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades This has been so amazing and you've given us so much wisdom already on this episode, but we always love to end our episode with little inspiration, affirmation. Is there a quote you live by or just something like that you want to share with everyone a saying?
1: Well, pros play hurt. Another thing that works well for you. Pros play hurt. It's not, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. Whatever. Pros play hurt.
0: I like that. Pros play hurt. Like one of you is feeling
1: exhausted. You don't want to come in. You don't want to do it. Rose player,
0: baby. That's right. Yes, wrestled through a broken neck. I relate yes. to that. I
1: love all this on brand anecdotes. You know, I'm right? <laughs> I like Show it. To audience, yeah. Branding
0: genius. Well, I feel like your next book needs to be Big Girl Business because when you were talking about that, I was like, it hit me. Because I'm oh. like, sometimes I act like a little girl in business, and I I like a big, I'm writing.
1: I'm writing it's a Big Girl Branding. Business and also Women's splaining.
0: Yes, yes, please. <laughs>
1: Big girl business. We need business. to change that. Big
0: girl business. I'm gonna I be like a big it. girl from now on. Yes. Big girl so. business.
1: I like that. That's good. I might do that. There you that. go. Right. Yeah. Awesome. You
0: need to do it. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right. well. This thank was such you a so pleasure. much Bethany. Thanks, it was a lot ladies. of fun. So Hopefully we could see you sometime in New York.
1: I'd love, oh, you live in New York?
0: No, we'll, we're, no but we'll Valley. be there. We're in Napa Valley. So if you ever come to Napa, we're here. Oh my
1: God, that's so yeah. nice. Wow. Oh, we love
0: it. But we'll love be back it. in New York in the fall, right? In like September, yep. October. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that, that you get to have your career and live in Napa Valley. Yeah. Like you're living your own life. Fantastic. And yes, please, 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 please really call me when you come to New York. Yeah, we would love that. Awesome. Aww. Okay, well, have such a great day. Thank you. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Bella's Podcast, and a huge thank you to Bethany Frankel. Oh my goodness, that was so awesome! And please look out for Bree and I this Sunday at the Toyota Save Mart 350 at the Sonoma Raceway. Bree, you ready for some NASCAR? Or what you know it, baby.
2: BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022.